We sit as we listen to our readings from Holy Scripture. A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My whole being shall exult in my God. For he has, he has clothed me with the garments of salvation. He has covered me with the robe of righteousness. As a bridegroom decks himself with a garland. And as a bride adorns herself with her jewels. For as the earth brings forth its shoots, and as a garden cause, causes what is sown in it to spring up, so the Lord God will cause righteousness and praise to spring up before all the nations. For Zion's sake, I will not keep silent, and for Jerusalem's sake, I will not rest until her vindication shines out like the dawn, and her salvation like a burning torch. The nations shall see your vindication, and all the kings your glory. And you shall be called by a new name that the mouth of the Lord will give. You shall be a crown of beauty in the hand of the Lord, and a royal diadem in the hand of your God. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The response to the psalm is, Praise, O praise the name of the Lord. Praise, O praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord from the heavens. Praise him in the heights. Praise him, all your angels of his. Praise him, all his hosts. Praise him, sun and moon. Praise him, all the shining stars. Praise, O praise the name of the Lord. Praise him, heaven of heavens and you waters above the heavens. Let him praise the name of the Lord, for he commanded and they were created. He made them stand fast forever and ever. He gave them a law which shall not pass away. Praise, praise O oh, praise the name of the Lord. Praise the Lord from the earth, you sea monsters and all deeps, fire and hail, snow and fog, temptuous wind, doing his will, mountains and all hills, fruit trees and all cedars. Praise, praise O praise, praise the name of the Lord. Wild beasts and all cattle, creeping things and winged birds, kings of the earth and all people, princes and all rulers of the world, young men and maidens, old and young together. Praise, praise O praise, praise the name of the Lord. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for his name only is exalted in his splendor, is over the earth and heaven. He has raised up strength for his people, and the praise for all his loyal servants, the children of Israel, a people who are near to him. Hallelujah. Praise, praise O praise, praise the name of the Lord. The second reading, a letter from Paul of the Galatians. When the fullness of time has come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law, in the order to redeem those who were under the law, so that we might receive adoption as children. And because you are children, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father, so you are no longer a slave, but a child, and if a child, then also an heir through God. 
This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Listen in your heart as you proclaim the gospel in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you. Hear the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in a manger. When they saw this, they made known what they had been told about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. After eight days had passed, it was time to circumcise the child. And he was called Jesus, the name given by the angel, before he was conceived in the womb. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. May the words of our lips and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Amen. Do be seated. Last Sunday, you remember the children in the shepherd's version of the Nativity reminded us of Mary's joyful acceptance of God's call. We heard that again in the prayers of penitence this morning. And they too accepted God's invitation to go and see what has happened. They were in the field living with their flock, having heard the angel's announcement of the birth of a savior who is Messiah, who is Lord. And I can imagine their astonishment at looking after their sheep, and all of a sudden these heavenly beings appeared, as the children reminded us last week. Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace among those whom God favors. And they decided to go and see this event for themselves. And it's appropriate that shepherds were the first visitors to this new king. Because Jesus is our king. Jesus is our shepherd. And so it's good to have shepherds visiting. And our reading said they went with haste to visit. Reminding us of earlier in Luke's gospel, when Mary, having heard from the angel that she has found favor with God, and she has been called to be the God-bearer. She also left with haste to visit her cousin Elizabeth. Later, Jesus will stress the urgency of his mission, the haste with which he has to carry out his mission. And we are told that the angels looked, they found the Christ child, and they told the parents all that the angels had said. We know from earlier in Luke, we know from Mary's song, we heard some of this. We heard from Zechariah's song. We heard some of the destiny of Jesus. But the shepherds provides another perspective on this event. We know that Joseph and Mary had to go to register to Bethlehem 
Joseph, ancestral town. And then they got the baby there, lying in a manger. We know there was no room anywhere for them. But the baby was laid in a trough. He was born in a manger, a feeding trough, where animals are feeding. And so in this feeding trough, Jesus has become the sustenance for all people. We too could feed on him. He has become the sustenance for us if we imagine being in this feeding trough. He is a sustenance for all of us. The reading says that Mary didn't understand all these things. You remember since she heard from the angel at first, she didn't quite understand what God had in store for her. But she pondered them and she treasured them in her heart. And like us too, like the angels, like the, not the angels, like the shepherds, they too didn't understand the full significance of God's action of Jesus being born into the world. But there's much to learn. There's humble birth. There's very human birth. There's very human and earthy story in a stable. But there are extraordinary elements in this story. The shepherds meet angels. The baby's a savior, a messiah, lord. The story brings together the whole of creation. There are angels, there are shepherds. There are straws, there are animals, there are stars. Heaven and earth comes together. Past, present, future are all held in tension. Mary ponders these things in her heart. The prophecy of Isaiah has been dormant for a long time. It has come to life now in this story. It bursts forth from both angels, shepherds, the Holy Family. Mary ponders these things in her heart. We remember later on in Luke, when they go to visit the temple, and they left and they were going back home. Where is Jesus? He said to them, why are you looking for me? Didn't you know I would be about my father's business? Mary understands a little more. And towards the end of our reading, it's the day of the circumcision. It's eight days, and the naming and circumcision of Jesus takes place. And today is also called the naming and circumcision of Jesus, depending on which part of the Christian world you're in. You have also, it's called the octave of the nativity and the solemnity of Mary, or the holy name of Jesus. And today is the first Sunday of Christmas. It's all in one day. Maybe those who are naming this day, they too can't fully comprehend this whole incarnation. And so it shows in the different names we have for today. So think about Mary, this first century Palestinian peasant woman leading us into the mystery of the Incarnation. Her response to this preposterous announcement from Gabriel. And she said, let it be to me according to your word. She welcomes the creator of the universe into her body, 
into the flesh of our womb. Those of you who brought children into the world, imagine this, bringing the creator of the world into your womb, into your flesh. What is more incarnational than that? Mary treasured the words she heard from the angels, from the shepherds, and pondered them in her heart. Not her head, not her soul and spirit, in her heart, it's in her body. So, and sometimes we need to release Jesus from in here and bring him in here to be with us and stop all this thinking about things and trust God, let Jesus be here in our heart like Mary. And Mary's obedience to God led her on an extraordinary adventure. It's not over yet. She still has lots more words to ponder and to treasure as she journeys with her son. But so is God's calling to us. It's never a one-off event. So God has called Cicelyn to be a reader. He is still calling her every day to be a reader, to express this ministry in different ways in the church. God has called Mother Susan to be a priest, but God continues calling. What is the next thing that God is asking of us? God keeps on calling us into new adventures, new discoveries, new challenges, new joys. And so we are called to be obedient to God's call. There is always more of Jesus to ponder and to treasure. Because like Mary, we too cannot immediately grasp the significance of God's action in our lives. Sometimes we could see where God is going with this. Another time we can't see the wood for the trees, but we are called to trust God. That's what faith in God is. Whether we know where we're going, whether we could see where we're going or we can't. Right now in this tier four season, COVID-19 season, even if we're not a lockdown, that's what we're called to do. Trust God. Because if we never have done that before, I hope we knew this before today, but more than ever, we must believe that our, our lives are in the hands of God. And so as we continue to do what God has called us to do, as we continue to do what the government has asked us to do, what our bishops have asked us to do, to keep this church safe for all of us to come and worship. We must remember that our lives are in the hands of God. We behave or we must behave as children of God, as people of God, and we leave the rest in the hands of God. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.